I don't think there is anything to say other than that yeah. this is a very bizarre side mission, a very loaded side mission. Yeah, the most action-packed side mission we'll probably ever have. Yeah. On on this podcast, as long as this podcast will go, I yeah. can't imagine a more action-packed side mission. Exactly. It's uh, I I can't imagine a more CGI pack. This is the best Avengers movie I've seen in the last like five years dare i say better than endgame in terms of a a standalone avengers movie endgame wasn't standalone i know that but yeah the the only comparison like reference point i can actually compare this film that we're going to talk about um is the avengers which is kind of fucked but that's the state of our industry Um, yeah well i mean that's that's just all this franchise has become exactly especially uh with you know, in regards to uh, this film in particular, mm. oh my god, what is going on? There's a lot. I don't understand. On. Yeah, where this Etion thing has come into play. Nope. Um, bit strange, but we're doing a side mission today, so let's get into it. Welcome to Franchise, presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, the podcast where each season we go through some of Hollywood's biggest movie franchises, one film at a time, as we try to figure out what makes a franchise good. What makes a franchise bad and what makes a franchise work? We're your host. I'm Jonathan Foster, and this is who? Ariana Nancy My daughter. What's up, Ariane? What's up, Dad? Um, I'm good. I'm good. I'm all right. I'm tired. Um, <laughs> but I'm never too tired for a side mission, especially this one, because I've yeah. seen this film. I think a good, like, I can say a confident, like, five times. Yeah. But I've yeah. seen it once. Right. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it once and then again in a, in bits. Yeah. How how are you today? I'm all right. I'm all right. Doing all right. I'm ready for another big stupid side mission. Mm. Uh the second one in this series and it's a it's a big one because it's, it's almost just one. like a legitimate side mission. Yeah. Like some some may argue it is not legitimate. Some may argue <laughs> on their Instagram accounts that it is not legitimate yeah. at all. Um, oh, believe me, we'll hear from that person <laughs> plenty in this episode. Um, but yeah, this is uh, the well, in terms of a franchise having side missions, they legit, I mean, they legitimately made their own side mission, so it made it easy work for us mm. because uh, it's like they did it for us. Hey, we can just go do an easy side mission without having to figure out like. Oh, is this a bullshit car film that was sort of like a ripoff of Fast and Furious or a parody of Fast and Furious? We don't have to go down that road because no. we've got the biggest and the baddest side mission possible. Mm-hmm. Literally, right they're here. so big and it's so bad <laughs> that um, very physically uh, yeah. big and bad. But um, yeah, no, it, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Well, we've got a lot to get into today. So let's just get into it. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Oh my God. It's. Literally like two episodes away from the end of season one. Yeah. <laughs> it's just setting in as we're recording this. Jesus Christ. All it's right. Crazy. Amy Nicholson of Film Week said mostly the movie just putters along on two jokes. Rock is very, very big. And Jason Statham compared to him and not anybody else is small. Kind of true. <laughs> very true. <laughs> Oh, opposites. 
Serum Hands of the Observer said, Sometimes there is pleasure to be found in brainless action, but the extended video game style finale left me furious and fatigued. You see what he did there? Mm. (laughs) Ooh, Richard Roper, the Chicago Sun-Times said, The cardboard standees of these guys in movie theaters across the world would have just as much depth. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Arianne's not pleased. How dare they say that about this film? It's so full of not depth. Um, It's not even, I can't even call it shallow because there's nothing there. (laughs) It's like a wall. It's it's a a brick wall or a rock wall. Um, a rock wall, yeah. A rock climbing wall. I don't know. That <laughs> joke. Anyway, our boy Camboli Campbell, reporting this time for Empire Magazine, said, "Despite some jokes falling flat, Hobbs and Shaw is still a thrilling nitrous-powered charm machine with Johnson and Statham having a hell of a time at the will." You liked it. I didn't want to have to do this. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Um, <laughs> I didn't think this would happen again so soon. It's only been a couple of episodes, it feels like. But pour out another Corona for another fallen family member. Our second Felix Jr. Felix Vasquez Jr. Didn't do a review for this film. So for now, Felix Jr. lineage is officially retired. And I'm sad. All right, and Peter Travers of Rolling Stone said, Whatever this is, it's not a movie. It's a product more deserving of a road test than a review. Johnson and Statham keep the action and laughs spinning. The problem is they keep repeating them. Stunt, banner, stunt, until we're at the welcome. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Peter Travers is usually on the money. Um, Yeah. I I can say that there's been quite a few times in this series where I've just been like, he's right. Yeah. He's kind of right. He's right. Well, we're here with our next edition of the Fast and Furious Saga. Ariane, we've been in a long, long way. And now we're just about to get to the end of season one of this wild ride called Franchise. We've had our brains completely smoothened by this series, and I'm pretty sure I'm liquid at this stage. It's our next side mission. Though it's a bit more of official. It's something like our better luck tomorrow episode. Because this time, it's Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Fast and Furious presents. Ugh chills anyway I'm dealing with the future of the planet I'm the necessary shock to the system I am human evolutionary change bulletproof superhuman who the hell are you bad guy 
The mission has been compromised. We need help. Our target's name is Brixton. He's a ghost. We're gonna need the best trackers in the business. Luke Hobbs. I'm what you call an ice-cold can of whoop-ass. Career lawman. Always gets his guy. We're gonna need to operate outside the system. Deckard Shaw. I'm what you might call a champagne problem. Rogue former MI6 agent. Doesn't play well with others. If we stand a chance against Brixton, you guys have to work together. No way. This guy's a real ass. Is that what you want for your life? Your life. Fast story. and Furious Fast presents, and presents me? Aaron Yeah, hell yeah. Are you kidding? What? <laughs> oh my gosh. What an honor. Yeah. I would be wearing a cowboy hat everywhere, driving yeah. around in my brother's little Honda Civic. And that that's that that's it. Um, I would like for Fast and Furious to like, you know, once they end the series on like the 11th film or whatever, they just like just start doing um like National Lampoons. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then they could just do like, you know, dumb screwball comedies. Yeah. And, I want to yeah. be in the Jordana Brewster film um, and I yeah. want to play her babysitter. <laughs> and the whole the whole film is just. Me trying to keep the kids safe when her and an off-screen Brian try to keep each other safe from an, you know, fickle cyber terrorist threat yeah. um, that they seem to be fighting. This sounds like a yeah. Disney Channel movie waiting to happen. Oh, yeah. It'll be awesome. Fast and Furious presents, <laughs> like, uh, what's it? A, a Day with the O'Connors or <laughs> Keeping Up with the O'Connors. Um, yeah. That's yeah. that's that's what I want to be in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Brixton Lore, ooh, Idris Elba, is a cybernetically enhanced soldier who possesses superhuman strength, a brilliant mind, and a lethal pathogen dubbed Snowflake that could wipe out half the world's population. Oh my God, Ariana, it's a coronavirus movie. Oh, it's a virus movie. It's a pandemic movie. <laughs> After a team of MI6 agents in London attempt to retrieve the virus, Brixton kills all the agents except one. Hattie Shaw, played by Vanessa Kirby, who injects the virus into her body and goes on the run. It's now up to hulking lawman Luke Hobbs, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and lawless operative Deckard Shaw. I mean, is he still an operative? I mean, what is he he's still just some, lawless? He's working for people. He's a freelancer at best. Yeah, he's just a freelancer. Yeah, is, is Deckard, like, send in your invoices. Chase them up. Okay, <laughs> don't let rich? them do this to I don't you. Know. I don't know. He <laughs> lives in a pub, apparently. Yeah, and so he can I just steal shit if he wants. Yeah. I don't understand. All right. Well, these two are, they come together to put aside their differences to work together to prevent the seemingly indestructible Brixton from capturing Hattie and using the virus to destroy humanity. Fuck your car movies. We're making buddy comedy pandemic movies. It's the 2019 Fast and Furious spinoff film from director David Leach. Writers Chris Morgan and Drew Pierce. It's Hobbs and Shaw. Hot takes out the gate, Ariane. How are you feeling about our second our side, side mission? mission? Holy shit. Holy it's shit. It's one of your favorite films. Apparently. It is. It is. It is in the <laughs> sense that like I can put it on in the background and just know I'll be focused on my work. 
like but but I'll, I'll have company you know what i mean like um yeah. it's it's they're nice like old friends one. they're like old friends exactly yeah. um i first saw hobbs and shaw in theaters i saw it the, mm-hmm. for the first time by myself i got a comp from work and i walked next door uh it's one of the cinemas next door and i had a great time i had my nachos and then i came back into work to tell sam one of our managers at the cinema just being like dude it's awesome and he was like oh sick i'm actually gonna go see it tomorrow (laughs) and i was like (laughs) okay tell me how you feel i was just like i have nobody to talk to about this i have nobody to talk to about this and then i think about like a, a a week later or two weeks later i went to see it with one of my friends just because we were gonna go see something else but it was sold out and we went to go see which is really rare at the peck complex where we went to see it something is sold out so we went to see Hobson Shaw instead, even though I'd already seen it. And it was great because we were all just kind of not in it. Like, like we, we were just very in the moment. And then I didn't know it at the time until then, because I think my friend lost his wallet or something. And while we were looking for it, it turns out there's a post credit scene in this film. And I didn't know that the first time I watched it. So I was really <laughs> yeah. glad I watched it a second time around. And yeah. the second the time around. The vacation of this series, the, uh, series the, is real. It's so complete. Real. There are yeah. post-credit scenes. I feel <laughs> like they did it first, though. Yeah, dude. Maybe? The very first movie has yeah. a post-credit scene. Which we, yeah. if you remember, we didn't talk about the first time. Like the yeah, first episode, but song, I brought yeah. it up like, I don't know, Later. second or third episode in. Because there's yeah. a post-credit scene in Fast Five, I think. Which was like in what, 09, right? Am I getting that right? Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, and and in there's a postcard scene there that reveals that you know Letty could be alive. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Avengersification of the Fast and Furious franchise has been going on for a while. Um, yeah. But with Hobbs and Shaw, what I really really stuck with me, I think, was just the fact that they weren't trying too hard to be a Fast and Furious film. They were kind of like, okay, we're still gonna have cars, we're still gonna have motorcycles, but we are gonna, you know be in people's faces almost the whole time and then throw in a really bad joke here and there. Yeah. It was very like, I think it was passable, which is fine. You know, I think people are so, especially now, I think everybody really harps on like, it either has to be brilliant or absolute shit and it can't just be passable. And (laughs) if you enjoy something passable, that's somehow telling as to how you consume media or your taste or whatever and i'm kind of just like yeah i can enjoy mediocre shit like that's what they're there for you know Mm -hmm. just just to be there um but i had so much fun at hobbs and shaw when i saw it for the first two times and then when it came on netflix i was like yo let's go (laughs) let's go because my parents had never seen it before it wasn't as gripping i think when it's on your tv just because you're not experiencing it like you know you're not you can check out like you're not forced to be there yeah, but I still had fun. Um, but what about you? What did you think of Hobbs and Shaw out of the gate? All right. Well, I have said in the last number of episodes when Dwayne Johnson came on, it felt like a nice fresh breath mm. there, and how fun it was. And I loved seeing him like rock bottom Jason Statham. I loved their their, their will chemistry they, together. Their, yeah, like yeah. the. Like it's been some of the their f- homoerotic most- tension. Yeah, it's, it's very yeah. palpable. It's been some of the most fun bits in the last, you mm. know, few films, and especially like in, like for instance, in the last film, it, that was like possibly one of the worst 
films we've covered for this yeah, franchise. And for sure. um, neither one of us were having the greatest of time. Mm-hmm. But that scene, you know, those scenes where they're together and doing stuff, it's always pretty fun. And, and when they get their own moments as well. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, like uh, particularly the plane like sequence. the plane yeah. sequence is really fun uh, mm. getting the baby. But yeah, I mean, even even the opening, like sort of like towards the beginning, the prison break sort of thing, that's all fun. Mm. But yeah, it's just um, I wish I had seen this in cinema (laughs) because Mm. I feel like I would have probably enjoyed it a hell of a lot more. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I have the time of my life, dude. Yeah, because otherwise I I was watching this film and I was into it for like, you know, bits here and there. But then as it started to go on, I was just like. God, this film's stupid, and I'm just, so I'm just not really enjoying this. Yeah. I feel like, all right. So, I think what it is is I feel like this whole time I thought I really wanted to see these two. I was excited for this film going into it. See these two go at it and have have a really fun thing. Uh, I've mentioned a couple of times throughout the series that the trailers ruin films. Yeah. So the trailer complete. I saw the trailer and I think I mentioned that quite a few episodes back. I saw the trailer for this film um, when it was coming out and it completely like once I saw the film, I was just like, oh, that was from the trailer. Yeah. That was from the trailer. Yeah. They used all the all best scenes. All the best bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it got so All the Avengers spoiled. moments that like, yeah, yeah you'd expect. So that, that kind of took away yeah. from like the big action pieces that maybe would have got me into it a little bit more. Then you've got the relationship between Hobbs and Shaw. Mm. And I'm like, okay, I will, like maybe this will do something for me. But it really started to wear itself then. It really did. I think it went yeah, very quickly. Like, uh, the the article that Richard yeah. Roper <laughs> review. I'm kind of done. Yeah. I don't care anymore. I just want to see the big explosions. Like just yeah. move it, move it along. But also there's that thing of like well, speaking of Hobbs and Shaw, there's also like Hobbs and Witch Shaw, you know, like that's like yeah. the whole film's thing of like, oh, he hates the brother, but he's kind of into the sister. That's yeah. so weird, yeah, Dwayne yeah, yeah. Johnson. Um, <laughs> oh, and it's so telegraphed it's, as well. Of course. Sister. It's just like, oh, for fuck's of sake, of course. course he's going to fall for her. Of course. And I'm like, Isa <laughs> Gonzalez is right there. Like she, she and her mm. army of hot spy chicks that we never see again. Um, yeah. Like are one just and done, just... one and done. They they, they get <laughs> yeah. He, uh, yeah, I think Jason Statham makes out with her once, and it's awkward. And then yeah. Yeah, then they move on to like a display of of, <laughs> of, of, of spy gear that they needed to to be kitted out with. But um, the thing with yeah. with Hobbs and Shaw, um, seeing it after seeing it in theaters and seeing it at home is that like David Leach is just one of those guys that knows what he's doing in the sense that mm. you give him the money to do something and he'll do it. Like, like he'll deliver what was asked of him. It doesn't really matter if it's, you know, he's not out here trying to make think PC. Obviously the, he's not trying to make the thinking man's action film at all. Yeah. 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 He's just trying to entertain. And I think he does entertain. Um, yeah, I mean, best. he's a stuntman. Exactly. So, like, so he knows a, a, an old what stuntman, looks good. So, like, yeah. yeah. So the action sequences are great. Are great. I think the problem was literally the script was like they just well well they all got ruined. Yeah. I mean, so I was there was nothing that really shocked me or surprised mm. me because 
Um, except for maybe like the the final act with the big Samoan, I mean, final fight. Yeah. I don't believe any of that was really ruined, with the exception of uh, knowing that Roman Reigns was in the film. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I was, was more shocked that later. Cliff Curtis was in the film. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah I didn't know about that. And that was cool. Oh. Uh, which we can fanboy about. Uh, yeah. Cliff Curtis. Good old Cliff Curtis and Fear the Walking Dead. He's awesome. He's awesome. (laughs) He's so good. He's so good. And I think he really does like outshine everyone in that Mm -hmm. sequence, at least. I think he he really just eats up the rock at his own game, you know? Like Mm -hmm. he has such minimal screen time. And I think the the easiest backstory, not easy, but like the most easily digestible backstory of like, yeah, we used to be into crime, but then my brother left, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he sold it without even trying. And I felt like I was not watching Luke Cobbs. I was watching Dwayne Johnson, whereas I believed the rest of them were, you know, Hobbs's family. Yeah, he, he really... Like, he's a good actor. He really became... <laughs> yeah, he became someone different there. He yeah. was really fun He was really watch. fun, yeah. Um, he's always so tragic yeah. and sad and everything else. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I really like Cliff Curtis because yeah. I, I guess the thing, the only thing I might have seen him in a couple of films here and there, hmm. but they were like when he was younger. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. Like he just had a bit part, so yeah, he wasn't doing much. But like mainly, what I know him from is Fear the Walking Dead. Dead. Yeah, and he's, he's so, so good. he's so like, good. He's so sad. His character so and sad. Like, so much know, fucked up shit happens to his character. Yeah. So it's like. It's nice to see him play this like goofy yet somewhat sad yet like a uh, strong character yeah, in this film. Definitely like, easily one of the best people. Definitely. Yeah. Well, you know, David Leach, he's he's a bit of a guy who likes to throw a lot of his, his uh, people in. So this film is full of cameos as well, which we'll get into, yeah. which is pretty fun. Well, let's just get into it. In November of 2015, Vin Diesel announced in an interview with Variety mm-hmm. that potential spin-offs for the Fast and Furious series now known as a fast saga. Mm-hmm. We're in the early stages of development. And in 2017, Universal Pictures made the announcement official that the spinoff featuring characters Luke Hobbs and Deckard Shaw was being made and would release in July of 2019. And this would also have seven bucks being attached to be yep. producers. So Hiram Garcia, who is Danny Garcia's brother, mm-hmm. was one of the producers alongside Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. And Chris Morgan this time, yeah. it gets a bit funny with producers, which will come down at the very tail end of this episode. A interesting thing I learned about this that I didn't know about. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. But did you hear that I said the release date was July 2019? Oh, my God, oh my gosh. Early. You thought it was coming towards the end. But Beef Watch Part 2 <laughs> now. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. We said it would be coming from the last episode. Tyrese. Tyrese just had to weigh in. <laughs> He's been a very naughty boy yeah. on social media. Yeah, he won't so. shut his mouth. Really <laughs> if you remember from the last time, he was getting pretty upset about all this shit with Dwayne Johnson and stuff, making his own movies and blah, blah, blah. So Tyrese posts out about how Dwayne Johnson made everything about him and how Hobbs and Shaw pushed back the Fast 9 release day until April of 2020. And he cleverly asked if Hobbs and Shaw will be another Baywatch. Ooh. <laughs> oh, Brian. 
Oh, sick, Did you bro. see Baywatch? Oh, yeah, of course. I saw. I saw Baywatch. I saw Baywatch. Still not seeing it. It's. It's again <laughs> passable, but I also didn't like yeah. enjoy it in the way that I enjoyed Hobbs and Shaw, mostly because. I think you get to the point with Dwayne Johnson where he does feel like he knows that he's the thing people come to watch and he yeah. plays that up a lot. Whereas I think the unsung heroes of Baywatch to me was Zach Efron, was mm-hmm. Alexandra Daddario and all sort of the, the in their little the hot skinny girls with their with their you know, little swimsuits. And Dwayne Johnson was just like, I couldn't believe him as an authority figure to all these young people. I don't know. I can't. Like, he's just. It's very always, bizarre. Like He's always The Rock. Yeah. It's he's just always like, Dwayne Johnson. Like Priyanka Chopra. Then she was Priyanka Chopra. She was not yet Priyanka Chopra Jonas. Um, she, like, did a much better job than Dwayne Johnson did, I think. <laughs> Um, which for me is, is a hard sentence to say out loud. I don't know. Baywatch just wasn't interesting. Um, anyway, back to yeah. Hobbs and Shaw. Do you uh, remember much of Tyrese's tirade? Throwing shade at uh, in his tirade about the film getting pushed back. I remember bits and pieces in the sense that I think mm. he was really. It was like a veiled attempt to go after Dwayne Johnson without saying yeah. he was going after Dwayne Johnson. But everybody <laughs> knew he was going after Dwayne yeah. Johnson. And then it was more evident when, I don't know if it was when they started production for Hobson Shaw, when they wrapped, but Dwayne Johnson did do posts for both. And he was like bigging up his seven bucks team, which you do yeah. when you know, you're working on a film. And I think it was really funny because those posts were also clearly a response to like trying not to respond to what Tyrese was saying. Um, and I was like, when did when did Tyrese insert himself into Vin and The Rock's beef? Is my question. Yeah. In the timeline, <laughs> that's fuzzy to me because he just shows up and you're supposed to. Yeah. And, and I think everybody's just like, oh, it makes sense because Tyrese is involved, but also. When did Tyrese get involved, and 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 why? And why? Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, the bald why? man brigade did yeah. this. Like d- Jason Statham oh, has been quiet, and rightfully so. Yeah, um, he's staying out of it. Yeah, he's he chasing his bag. Doesn't. He does not give a shit. He's married to the girl from the Marks and Spencers campaign. <laughs> he is doing. Fine. Um, yeah. But Tyrese also posted this photo of him with Vin Diesel's arm wrapped around his neck. And then The Rock is standing next to him and he's doing this sort of like goofy eyes bulging sort of stare into the camera. Classic sort of friendly photo. And the caption says, hello world. Hello loyal fans and loved ones from our fast universe. I'm sorry to announce that if Dwayne is in Fast 9, there will be no more Roman Pierce. You mess with me family and my daughter's survival i mess with yours close your eyes dude you're a clown hashtag candy ass bitch made oh my real one men own integrity this makes sense my real ones out there stand up folks that it literally literally says gp and i think he meant go uh to the gym and get big naturally hashtag no juice hashtag no oj spin off huh 
Spin off these nuts, selfish champ. Paul's notice who's got his arms around <laughs> my shoulder and who's standing alone. Hashtag our children matter. <laughs> I, oh, man. I think Jesus also at, at the same time, I think Tyrese is one of Loki, the best gorilla marketers I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I think yeah. this whole beef drummed up great publicity for the film. Yeah. I don't think it was, you know, balls to the wall viral everybody was talking about it publicity <laughs> but there was buzz we're still talking about yeah. it now so yeah. you know um mainly because it's funny mainly because it's funny as shit <laughs> and that contributes to, to to the to the brilliant guerrilla marketing um tyrese yeah. contributed to both fast nine and hobbs and shaw like what did he think was gonna happen people weren't gonna watch it because he was talking shit about the rock i think it made people want to watch it more um, it made certainly made me want to watch. watch yeah, are you and Tyrese's team or something? Are you like um, I'm I'm on like, I'm on Ludacris's like team. I'm on Ludacris's team. <laughs> I thought you were trying to spin it. Like I'm uh, not team I mean, Tyrese okay, or so team The Rock. Own, I'm team Ludacris. Yeah. I'm team. So Sun you're on Ludacris's team. Um, yeah, I'm team. You're, you're the person who's yeah. like like uh, spinning it for them. Just like oh, so what do you think about Tyrese mouthing off? Oh, he's just drumming up interest for the film. Yeah, I'm a you great. Know, it's part of the Fast and Furious franchise. I'm a great, he's just helping out. You see, Justin Lin. Um, <laughs> my skills are very very worthwhile. Uh, <laughs> They'll put me in one of your damn movies. Um, but yeah, I'm, it, it's so funny to me that like what is intentioned to obviously be like either a bit of fun or I guess a group of people sort of going through a crisis amongst themselves being this huge mm-hmm. thing that everybody can see because that's what social media is. That's what famous people do. Um, has inadvertently become yeah like noteworthy events i wouldn't even call them events in sort of the film the the film's history and 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 lore if you want to call it lore um but yeah it's hilarious beef watch is hilarious the beef that they have is hilarious but it's also like it's also just like when you see past it you can't unsee it you know you're kind of just like so mm. but it's funny well, Tyrese he he obviously got in a little bit of trouble he I did, think, the last one. He, so did. he posted a follow up with them three together um, and he said he claimed that this is his last one <laughs> I love that this time, got to, <laughs> <laughs> this time the photos got like the rock in the middle and he's got his arms around both Tyrese and Ben so it's just like he knows what he's doing and uh he basically said that he had a heart-to-heart with one of Dwayne's associates he said that he's never uh DJ's co-star and he tells how Justin Lin is back and it feels like the true hashtag fast family again uh and it says when we see Justin we see Paul so will Tyrese speak up again he will uh, we'll find out <laughs> <later>. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should find out maybe after the film yeah because Tyrese Tyrese isn't even in this film so <laughs> with the vengeance and he's not even in this film and we're talking about him he he did his job alright let's get back to the film influential long time fast saga writer Chris Morgan was announced to write the script for Hobbs and Shaw 
as I said, he got a producer's credit as well. Morgan mentions that the prison break fight from Fast 8 is uh, a big inspiration for how this film got made and for the story that they told with it. Variety reported that Shane Black was being considered to direct the film, but it was later confirmed that a former stuntman turned director, David Leach, known for films like John Wick, Mm -hmm. Atomic Blonde, and Deadpool Mm -hmm. 2, was tapped to helm the director's chair. So that is where we're at with this film. Yes. We can just kind of get into it like we normally do. Mm -hmm. So, of course, we kick off. We're back in London area. Yes, we are. Where team of MI6 agents led by Hattie Shaw, Vanessa Kirby. The illustrious Vanessa Kirby. Attempting to retrieve a programmable super virus dubbed Snowflake. Oh, you snowflakes. snowflakes. Uh, I think that's what people meant that when snowflakes are dangerous to to society and they're corrupt. They're talking about the virus in this (laughs) film. Um, I think that's so funny that they called it a snowflake. Anyway. Yeah. And this is uh, a virus that she's trying to get from a terrorist organization named Etion. We'll hear a lot about Etienne as we go on. Oh, yes, we will. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, but we'll get into it. Vanessa Kirby is Hattie Shaw. She's playing the sister of Jason Statham's yep. Deckard Shaw. This is Owen Shaw erasure, made... by the way. Um, yeah, they completely erased him from the yeah, film. They don't talk Fuck about him. Owen at all. Maybe he. Fuck Owen. Yeah. Even though he was like, was there like one of those back, like those flashback scenes where it was just the two of them, like doing things? Yeah. And then there's like a little boy in the background just going, like, yeah. And a power, okay. Please play. Can I play? Can I blow up something with you? Can I do a Mick Jagger? (laughs) Um, (laughs) No. Um, Yeah. I think that's so funny. Um, That even like their mother, um, the illustrious Helen Mirren, um, doesn't address her other son. Whom she was really adamant on, including in, you know, Fate yeah, of the Furious. In the last film, this is Fate of the Furious erasure. This whole film, to be honest, thank God. But, um, go on, but, but maybe that means you know, <laughs> Vin got custody of uh, Luke Evans in 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 the beef in the feuds um, yeah. <laughs> that they had to make up a whole new Shaw sibling. Um, yeah, for the spinoff. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Well. Vanessa Kirby's Hattie Shaw is meant to be only a couple of years younger than uh, Deckard Shaw if you go by the flashbacks. Yeah. But in real life, she's actually 21 years younger than Jason Statham. Yeah. So. She's cool. a whole Hollywood. me younger. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 22. Brixton Lore, played by Idris Elba, a Etion operative, black Superman yes. with an Iron Man's. With Iron Man's suit, basically, ingrained into his spine and his brain, and also a a bulletproof suit so he can do superhuman shit and he can anticipate moves like spider-man he arrives on the scene and he kills all the mi6 agents except hattie mm. who is forced to inject the super virus into her hand thus becoming patient zero in a pandemic coming to a cinema near you <laughs> Hattie escapes from brixton's site he grabs a radio and he makes it seem as though hattie is a traitor who took the virus for herself so this is where Etion's just like, what are they? He can do anything. They're they can do anything. Illuminati. Um, that's what I think the Illuminati is trying to be. <laughs> They're trying to be yeah. Etion. Or that's what people yeah. like. 
I don't know. They're they're a tech cult. I think I think I don't remember who said that in the film, but I thought that was the closest, like the best description for their cult. <laughs> for what Etion is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's very strange. It is bizarre. They like control the media we, and Yeah. What else do they control? Law enforcement. They have endless resources. They have transformer motorcycles. Um, yeah. Yeah. They do. They make it's like what? their operatives record their own rap songs to play on their chase <laughs> scenes. Um, they, yeah. They, yeah. Um, it just Elba is a whole Terminator. Like he's serving Terminator teas. Um, it is very, I, it, it's that whole thing of they are crossing a clear threshold in this film where, yeah, it's not about carjackers or super spies anymore. It's about, robot people and apparently the only the only people capable of stopping the robot people and these programmable viruses are these two bald guys that come in size you know tall and size grande like yeah yeah. it's 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 like as far as this series can go to superheroes without crossing a line i feel like yeah and it still I think it does cross sense. that line. It, yeah, I mean, it does cross the line because it doesn't make yeah, sense. But, uh, it doesn't. Like, whatever. I mean, he's got his spine infused with some yeah. bullshit that makes him... He has computers in his eyes and his yeah, contact lenses. Which, um, is it a contact lens? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I think it's his actual... I think it's his eyeball. Um, he's got Jarvis in his head. I mean, he's like yeah, he's literally... got he's he's literally Iron Man. He's Black Superman and Iron yeah. Man. He yeah. I like the Black um, Superman line though. I, I love Idris Elba. I'm uh currently. I love that whole speech like that he does. Yeah, um, I'm currently yeah. watching The Wire. So for the first time, yes. which is great. And oh, Idris for the first time. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't a, like I said when I when I mentioned I was watching The Sopranos. Like yeah. I don't know if it was on this podcast or. It might have been Fate of the Furious or it could have been like another show mm-hmm. we were on. But uh, I was talking about, yeah, Sopranos and it's the same thing. I just wasn't in eight. I didn't have HBO at the time when yeah. these shows were coming out. So, yeah, he's great in The Wire. He's an evil bastard. He's so brilliant. it's nice. I want uh, his glasses. Yeah. I, cool. yeah. I really, I Except, just really yeah. like him a lot and I always wanted him. It's too, I, it's probably just a little too late now, but I always wanted him to be the Black Bond. Um, I'm hoping that mm. now with this new Bond film, we get the black uh, female Bond. It's the best of both because we need yeah. that as well. Uh, and it kind of looks like the potential for that. I don't know. Hopefully fucking people who are obsessed with James Bond will be cool with that because Jesus Christ, yeah. we have to look back at what they did with Doctor Who and just how despicable people are being about that. I'm worried. Uh, and like... But yeah, yeah. It's like who oh, cares? Was, uh, who let cares? James Bond be Nerds. black. Let him be a woman. Yeah, you know. Um, anyway, yeah. also I think it it just Elba as as I like him now. I, I enjoy him in more villain sinister yeah roles. Like he's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. he he's he's better and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. Heimdall, I felt like they underutilized him in the Avengers. Cause he was super, he's an actual, like, yeah. Avenger. I just realized, yeah, that. shit, oh. I forgot about that as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. and he's like, definitely he underutilized, underutilized, for sure. And he's like the most powerful in at least the Thor um, parts of it because you can see mm-hmm. the future and shit. Yeah, here, here he was like, he, he was very good. He was, I mean, he's no Stringer Bell in this movie, but um, 
Yeah. Honestly, who can be? But but he, I really really enjoyed him in yeah. this film. He's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, apparently that whole black Superman thing was changed because originally it was going to be Black James Bond, but they didn't want to. Um, they didn't want to by the James Bond estate. <laughs> yeah, and, well, also because it was too close to the real life, you know, yeah. theories of oh, will because it, it was so much talk about him being mm. Bond, and I guess Bond, yeah, maybe yeah. they didn't want to get in trouble or something, or yeah, they didn't want to burn any fire. bridges or anything. So, mm. let's see. I don't know. Anyway, we get a nice cr- uh, opening credit sequence with uh, Hobbs, Dwayne Johnson, Love of it. course, and Shaw. Shaw being played by Jason Statham again, of course. What if they recast? That'd be funny. Waking up in their own <laughs> homes in Los Angeles and London. They go about their daily routines before later going to separate nightclubs to beat the shit out of a couple of goons um, before they find one to interrogate each. Mm-hmm. Both Hobbs and Shaw have heard about this super virus that has been going around and they know that it's been manu- manufactured by a terrorist group called Etion. Their respective goons fail to give them the info they want. So... Tom's tattoos. I love cops on his forehead. And uh, Chaw leaves this guy dangling out a window. <laughs> yeah. I adore that sequence. Yeah. I was like, that's how you start. You know, that's that's it's compact. It's efficient. It's introducing both characters at once, yeah. even though we already know their clear differences. Yes. Yeah. Exposition really quickly. This film is directed it's, by Brian De Palma. Split screen. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you yeah. got you. You had to weasel him in. And, yeah, yeah. It's and, been a while. Know, um, it's been a while. But I really love that fucking line where where um, Shaw walks in. All these models, all these hot chicks. He's very suave. That's his whole thing. He yeah. has a bottle of champagne. And the guy's like, who the hell are you? And then he's like, I'm what you call a champagne problem and smacks people with that champagne <laughs> bottle. And Taylor Swift has a call, uh, a song called Champagne Problems. And I was like, oh my God, she saw Hobbs and Shaw. She's just like, <laughs> um, that's my theory. <laughs> that's your um, theory. <laughs> that's my theory. Yeah. But I, the, the, the phrase champagne problem is really, really funny to me. Yeah. The fact that when he says it, because I was like, that's a thing. He it, made it a thing. He made it a thing. He yeah. is the thing. And The Rock. I don't like how they were selling The Rock as like this, you know, womanizing, very flirty kind of character. Like Hobbs was such a hard ass yeah. in the fifth film. He seemed like he was like, too busy with work and working too out. Too busy with work, working out, and his daughter. That's yeah, like to care. Which is about. also what I think The Rock is in real life. And even mm. like Say we look back on something like um, I'm trying to think of a rock movie where he has a love interest and I'm blanking. Um, the game plan. The game plan. <laughs> right, right. I was thinking about more stressing. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but even in the game plan, I only bought it a little bit because he was in like he he was in a time in his career where the rock was sort of a a canvas you know anybody could could work with and now he's like oh he has to play these guys or it's in his contract that he has to land a certain number of punches or it's he can't take a certain number of punches he has to be manly um which is a thing that comes out of this whole film um but like the the you i can't see him as anything other than the rock and him playing a version of himself as luke hobbs i don't know yeah, the, I the get more what you're the saying. franchise goes strange. on, 
the 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 less I'm convinced of, of Luke Hobbs as a as a person. Yeah, like, Shaw yeah. I enjoy greatly. I think the Shaws are really really funny. Like, I think that's family. that's like it in a nutshell. It's like mm. I think I might have said this before, um, but you you've got like Luke Hobbs. He comes in that fifth film and it's like everything the series fucking needed at the time. Yeah. They needed and a hard ass. They needed somebody a little bit, you know, a cowboy sort yeah. of. And big name. Big crossover name. Crossover appeal. Yeah. But he's now gotten to a point where I think like, it's just like he does, he's not needed anymore. He can go do something else. And the series like it needed at the time, but it doesn't need it now. And it's just like, because <laughs> we'll get to it in in a week or whatever when we talk about yeah. Fast Nine. It's like he wasn't missed, in my opinion. And he wasn't. He yeah, really wasn't. So he's and kind of become a bit film, of a joke. Yeah. And even in this film, I find that like the things happening around him or the things related to him, especially like when they go to Samoa and like we meet the rest of his family, I, and even the scenes with his daughter, I find them more compelling than I find him. Yeah, which is really tragic considering the film is you know literally Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> um, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm being a little too harsh on the. Rock. Maybe Tyrese um, is right. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> Tyrese. <laughs> I'm never gonna admit Tyrese was right for anything. Um, no, I'm kidding. I want to be in space with Tyrese. I'd do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> Are you kidding? What the fuck? Yeah. Well, Hobbs is having Brecky at a diner with his daughter, who quizzes mm. him about his Samoan family. And we'll get back to a photo <laughs> with his brother Jonah, who we've already mm-hmm. mentioned later, played by Cliff, Cliff Curtis. Curtis. Yeah. Meanwhile, Shaw visits his mother, Queenie Ellen Mirren, Magdalene uh, Shaw, in prison. Yep. Which I'm not really sure if they ever say why she was in there. Uh, she probably did some shit. I don't know. She yeah. between between like yeah, Fate of the Furious and Hobbs and Shaw. She did some shit. Yeah. And I'm proud of her for doing some shit. Um, so she's I it's kind of like all right agreed to do these movies yeah but she just really wanted to be bag. in a fast movie like i said awesome if uh fate of the furious when she awesome first appeared she was just like i just really wanted to be you know in a fast and furious movie so so true how, bestie me too <laughs> yeah we'll we'll see we'll see more of her we'll Doing see even more, more awesome shit in the next she's one. so freaking <laughs> awesome she's pretty movies. funny in this film yeah well, they rem- reminisce about Hattie and Deckard's schemes. Uh, this is some funny little flashbacks of them mm. pulling some little mini jobs, blowing shit up, just doing stupid yeah. shit. Uh, and she tells them that she wants to see them together again like that. Well, you know, she tells Deckard, I want to see you two together like that. And this is clear. Owen eraser. Uh, not in the picture. Yeah. Who yeah. cares? Owen got sent back to, to rehab or something. and They, <laughs> they, they don't want to talk about him. We go back to Dwayne and his daughter and CIA agent Victor Locke, played by Ryan Reynolds. The biggest headache of my life. Uh, <laughs> comes in to give him the lowdown on Hattie Shaw and Snowflake and basically convinces him to come in uh, to work the case. David Leach obviously convinced yeah. Ryan Reynolds for the role. To do Hobbs and Shaw, yeah. And he did, and he apparently joked that he should play Deadpool in the film. I mean, that, he, he I would have loved that. He basically does, He basically though, did, yeah. Because that's just he all he does did. now. <laughs> yeah. Reynolds just he plays found that his character. Pocket. Yeah. yeah. 
He's always he's had that that pocket. I think um, if you go back to indefinitely, maybe really. Yeah, def- um. <laughs> definitely, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and also, and also, like, uh, like waiting, waiting, and yeah, the proposal, like all those sort of films. Like he's playing that character, and then he he finally got to do Deadpool, and it's like, oh my whole entire acting career comes together in this one culminates in Deadpool. Yeah. He definitely wasn't Deadpool in in the proposal. Um, he's really annoying in that to me, but um, no, uh, Ryan Reynolds was like the first time you see it happen. You're like, oh, of course, mm-hmm. David Leach. Like, you're like, Oh, this is pretty cool. And then I think the more I watched it, I was like, I think it can only take Ryan Reynolds in small doses. Um, yeah. And by small doses, I mean limited to like honest trailers where he plays Deadpool. <laughs> honest trailers yeah, yeah. about Deadpool. Just do a like, Deadpool forever. Just do a Deadpool. That's it. Yeah, you just, know, just, just give Deadpool him more Deadpools to do. I think yeah. Free Guy might just be Deadpool without all the swearing. Um, <laughs> his upcoming yeah. film. But um, oh, he's also yeah. doing a, a new film with The Rock now because they oh, became God, friends. Right. Red oh, Notice. Oh, right. Yeah, and Gal, Gal Gadot so. is going to be in it too. Yeah. Oh. Gal Gadot is the best, what, the best art thief in the world and he's the best, what, I don't know, some other Deadpool thief in the, in the world. Yeah, yeah, and those are their names and then The Rock is just rusty. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, Rocks can't rust, can they? <laughs> I don't know how rocks work. Um, but yeah, Ryan Reynolds plays Victor Locke, who I think is in love with Hobbs. Um, yeah, Hobbs is, so. I think, yeah. Hobbs gets too many love interests in yeah. this film. He also gets too many like dumb buddies. There's too he many does. cameos in this film, to be honest. Too many friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. The, the one on the plane. I was like, I'm yeah. done. I'm getting I... out of here. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't it. a fan of that. <laughs> no, I was not a fan of that at all. But um, Ryan Reynolds is sort of, yeah, he essentially does play Deadpool. But he, yeah, yeah exposition. Um, well, we go back to Shaw, who is uh, leaving the prison. And we get another CIA agent named Agent Loeb, who is played by another cameo, basically, of another Deadpool 2 guy. Uh, it's comedian and actor Rob Delaney, who... Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes post some really weird shit on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> he calls him saying, Mr. Nobody gave him his details. And so Mr. Nobody's in this universe. And Loeb uh, tells him about Hattie and Snowflake and gives him a black site in London and, that, and tells him that he has a partner for him. And then boom. I'll work alone. Yeah, Oz and Shaw. Let's not forget. Yeah, Jesus Christ, they hate each other. Apparently, they argue with each other at the black black site in Leiden Hall building, aka the cheese grater, in London, and they completely forget that these two put to get you know put their differences aside in Fate of the Furious. So yeah, Fate of the Furious completely erased by this point. Good for them. (laughs) I wish they. I would like to expunge it from my memory. Also, yeah. Um. But some of the best yeah, parts we were them, you know, putting their differences aside. Yeah. Uh, so just sort of like, okay, whatever. Uh, Deckard goes to Hattie's flat to look for answers while Hobbs tries to track her down on the streets and he manages to find her. And they have a really nice little fight where she yeah, beats his really ass with cool a fight. fucking motorcycle helmet, puts her leg, wraps around his fucking neck, tries to Jerry choke him Black out. Very Black Widow. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then Deckard 
gets attacked by some dudes inside of Hattie's apartment. Really nice flat, by yeah. the way, which I don't believe would anybody would have in London. Yeah, unless you're yeah. completely rich. Completely. I mean, I don't know what they get paid at MI6. I'm assuming it's <laughs> not much, but her brother seems like he's doing well. Yeah, so. they all seem to be doing all right. Yeah, so we got lots of double fight scenes in this film. We so do, yeah. It's uh, It starts off kind of cool, but then I think after a while, that even starts to wear out its welcome for me. Like, for it's sure. like, okay, for sure. we get it. For sure. <laughs> I think, um, like, they were really trying to, maybe, again, it was, like, a contract clause. Like, they they wanted to make sure that you had action, but it had to make those two specifically look good instead of, mm-hmm. say, giving more time for Brixton to shine yeah. or giving more time for Hattie to shine. You know, mm-hmm. like, um, I get it. The movie's about those two, but, you know, like, what I really liked about some of those sequences is that it was always how the other characters would force Hobbs or Shaw or them together to 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 rise to the occasion so to mm-hmm. speak and yeah. it it's not like they d- don't rise to the occasion it's just like the occasion isn't really far from them to rise to you know like it's always they're operating always at the same level whereas i think it would have been more exciting to not make it easy but at the same time the movie would be 4 hours long and yeah. i can't yeah, yeah. do that like <laughs> i've seen the Snyder cut i don't want to do that again yeah well, after the scuffle, we get Hobbs. He he brings her back, <sighs> Hattie back to the black site. And uh, yeah, Deckard appears and he informs Hobbs that Hattie is his sister. Dramatic yeah, irony because yeah. uh, we know that already. Cool. Um, <laughs> the office is attacked by Etion and Brixton. It's a the big fuck off action scene of the film, probably one yeah. of the, the biggest and uh, one of the better ones, but it yeah, also was sure. the one that got ruined it's by the fucking Charlie's trailer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the office is attacked. Etion, Brixton come in. Brixton kidnaps Hattie and he jumps out the fucking cheese grater on cables and he's just running down yeah. it. Um, it's running very down silly. it. Tom Cruise style. Yeah. If not better than Tom. And then um, Hobbs. Hobbs and Shaw fly. flies out the window. Yeah, and he jumps out <laughs> and slides down while Deck and Shaw and takes, Shaw takes the, the elevator. elevator. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and they're just making obscene hand gestures at each other whilst they are descending. I don't know yeah. how many feet. Yeah, down. Um, it's and exquisite. Hobbs makes a really stupid ass jump from halfway down and manages to knock over Brixton, slamming through some glass, and they hit the ground and. That allows Hattie to be free before he gets his ass beat by Brixton. And then Shaw later starts shooting up the streets with the gun, which is kind of scary. Can you imagine that happening in London? In East London? My God, I would lose my mind. I would like, where's the nearest Pret? I'm going to hide there. Um, But, oh my God, yeah. He shoots at Brixton. Who stops the bullets, basically. And I think that's where he basically calls himself Black Superman. And then he tells Shaw that he should have joined Etion before jacking him in the jaw. So this is where we start to find out a little bit more that, like, yeah, yeah, uh, Brixton, is Brixton yeah, and Shaw knew each other. Shaw had mm-hmm. the opportunity to join Etion, and he didn't. Hobbs throws a grenade under a car and blows it up onto Brixton, and then Hobbs and Shaw, well, the two Shaws, 
pile yeah. into Deckard's small ass little sports car. That's then, some CGI shit because I don't know where you'd have the rock fit into that yeah. car anyway. And then Ariane, we get I think one of the dumbest car chase scenes I've ever seen in a film, yeah, especially in a Fast and Furious film. And, right. and there have been many dumb ones. Okay, um, so there's some cool moments, yeah, but what I found dumb was it's dumb like the way that London from uh, Fast Six, in London. Yeah. like Fast Six thing happened. All right, so. We start in London. We're passing notable landmarks. We see, yep. uh, we see the cheese grater. We see. I'm pr- pretty sure you see the the uh, the gherkin. You see St. Paul's. You see these yeah. notable things. But then it quickly becomes apparent as they're driving along through the streets that they're actually in Glasgow. I know yeah. Glasgow very well, and yeah. I saw the Five Guys in Glasgow. I saw all yeah. this shit. I was, I was so like, distracted. trying to pass it for for Chelsea. Yeah. Like it's not you're not convincing anyone. <laughs> I, I was so distracted because Glasgow looks nothing like London. If you've ever been to Glasgow, you've ever been to London. They don't look like each other at all. And I just really, really didn't get a chance to enjoy this because I was like, dude, what the fuck? It was it really yeah. threw me. And then they threw in like a, a double decker bus for good measure. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. To be like, no, 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 no. It is London. Yeah. But um, I mean, they have those in Glasgow, yeah. but the the ones in Glasgow are yeah. like pink and stuff. And yeah. like they're not red London double decker buses. I just recently was in that area where they shot as well, going up the sh- street to, uh, to like, you know, there was all these notable sort of areas I, I saw. And it's the main street that they shoot on a lot in Glasgow. Um, and it was when they were just about like they were setting up for the shooting for Indiana Jones five. So it was mm. like burned in my head. I was like, oh, yeah, this is that same awesome. road. Awesome. So, yeah, Shaw, he chevy chases his car under a couple of lorries, which is cool. Kind of a throwback Shoot. to the first film. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, uh, Brixton and his goddamn <laughs> transformer, transformer bike. bike. Yeah. It sounds like a transformer as well. <laughs> it literally dismantles itself and then yeah. rebuilds itself as it Makes exits no the other side of the lorry. And yeah. Brixton is, is, I don't know what his suit is made of magnets. I don't know. He just glides out and I'm like, yeah. Makes you no are sense. a robot. <laughs> what the fuck? You're a robot. You're, <sighs> yeah. Stop this. And I love the, the bit at the end where they sort of get away and then Brixton either drives his bike through a bus or something and he's pissed off and throws his helmet and i'm like that's so mature of you robot yeah Um, (laughs) yeah because shaw basically whips his car around really quick around the bus yeah and then that causes bricks and crash into a totally empty Mm. london bus yet they are still in glasgow at this point and they don't even try to make it look like london like when they don't hobbs and shaw and the two shaws like pull up and wherever they park at like to get away they park somewhere they're still in glasgow like, they're still in glasgow i remember they park and um, doesn't still look in, like in glasgow that's trying to pass us Piccadilly circus because it's that bit where they i don't know if it was before or after the chase but they they look out from yeah it's right um, after the chase <laughs> Yeah, right after the chase, they look out from like a corner. Um, in Piccadilly Circus. In Piccadilly Circus, they see the screen. They see they see them becoming fugitives yeah. in, in real time. Uh, but the, I know the thing that they're peering out from is literally like in Trafalgar Square. Like it's not like they're near each other. Yeah, but the, the orientation of where yeah. everything is doesn't it's, make sense. Yeah, I... But again, we're being Londoners that are nitpicky. Um, yeah, but it but threw... Like, it threw it me, It did man. throw... I think it, I was kind of done by this point. Also. 
<laughs> it just, threw me also. We were pretty like early on. Of like, it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's that thing of like, um, Americans think this is how Londoners watch the news. Um, yeah. Just, just stand on the by. Big screen. Yeah, we just yeah. watch the big screen at Piccadilly Circus, which never shows yeah. news, I don't think. So. Never shows news. It's always ads. Um, yeah, it's always Coca-Cola the, ads or something. Exactly. Or Nikon. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Brixton is back at Etion headquarters and he comes up with a plan to frame Hobbs, Deckard, and Hattie via mm-hmm. control of the global news media. Whatever. Control your narrative. I don't know how this shit works. Brixton returns to Etion's headquarters. Uh, basically, well, he's at the headquarters. Uh, he gets juiced up again. I don't know he what's really going does. on. He speaks to Etion's mysterious leader. Uh, who do you know who plays Etion's mysterious leader? I don't. Is it Keanu Reeves? No. All right. That's a okay. good shot. Okay. Uh, yeah. That was a so rumor. Somebody they started wanted, that rumor. I remember. They, they wanted, wanted Keanu. Uh, Keanu to be in the film, and I just don't think it worked out. I think they were trying. So, Mysterious Leader, uh, it's not necessarily going to be this person, obviously, but it's, just it's the credited voice, yeah. as Champ Nightingale, who is the uh, pseudonym for Mr. Ryan Reynolds. Pulling double duties oh, in this Of course. Film. So, yeah, that was Ryan Reynolds' voice all doctored up to make him sound all mysterious and and evil. Um, yeah. Maybe so, yeah. it was Victor Locke all along. <laughs> Maybe it could have been. Maybe it's fucking Mr. Nobody and we get yeah. a really big swerve. It's little nobody. It's <laughs> little Scott nobody. Eastwood. Yeah. It's Scott Eastwood. He got he got hold of the keys or something to Yeah. He yeah. was like tired of everyone clowning <laughs> him and underestimating him to the point that he built a tech cult in like two days. Um, yeah. and yeah, that's the origins of Etian. I, I find that thing so funny where they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are we what are we going to do? A standard frame up job. And we're going to like and then all the different news outlets show up and then they like expand on the screen framing <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw that they're terrorists and they're wanted and, and so on and so forth. And it's just like this is every like the conspiracy theories anybody would believe. <laughs> Or like the target audience for this film. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the people the people you would stereotype will watch this film probably do believe there is a tech cult controlling the media. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're they're QAnon basically. Essentially. <laughs> yeah. I was like that Q probably does not have the juice like yeah. ETON. That is a really nice building, really nice headquarters. <laughs> um, it seems very idyllic. I don't think if it was in England, gosh, God bless, because what an ugly place that island is. Nothing <laughs> that pretty should exist like that. Like over I, there. Maybe it's in Scotland. Just, maybe they went maybe, all the way up to Scotland. Yeah. Maybe. They filmed a lot in Glasgow, so maybe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. who. It, it, this whole thing's strange because Etienne's mysterious leader basically seems to know who Hobbs and Shaw are and he wants Brixton yeah. to have them join Etienne. So that's... To recruit them, yeah. I get Shaw, plan. but why would you want Hobbs? Yeah, yeah, he's like, too big. He can't fucking blend in. And we get into that a little bit because Hobbs and Shaw locate Professor Andrico, who's played by Eddie Marsden, who created mm-hmm. Snowflake to officially deliver vaccines. I mean, dude, just don't create the virus. And then you yeah. won't have to create vaccines for said virus. Whatever. Capitalism. And uh, also to keep Etown from using the super virus to eradicate humanity. If you don't create the virus, then they won't use it. 
It's a very Avengers plot okay. again. The fact that you have to whittle out the population to, to enact <laughs> yeah. a great evil yeah. for a quote unquote a greater good. I was like, Ugh. <laughs> Ugh, it's never a greater it. good. It, it's so stupid. No, it's it's, it's stupid. <laughs> he he says Hattie must be killed in order to keep uh, Etienne from using this this super virus, um, and they must cremate her while the dorm- virus is dormant inside of her. Or they can use a special extraction device at Etion's facility, which happens to be in Chernobyl. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) So, of course, Shaw creates fake identities for the three, and they attempt to fly to Moscow. They go, no, no, no. They go into the tunnel first. Shaw's secret little hideout, the tunnels that all spies use. Yeah. Um, The tunnels (laughs) that all spies use that I think was also in Spider-Man Homecoming and a bunch of other movies. Yeah, Shaw has like a line of expensive cars in there, sports cars, everything. There's a Mini Cooper, and he says something that was for a job in Italy, and I was like, "Oh, we get it. You were in the yeah. Italian job remake." I forgot about that. Yeah, I <laughs> cannot job. stop thinking about that. Yeah. and then this was an opportunity to not just set up, you know, Hattie and Hobbs's burgeoning romance, but also how <laughs> how much how obsessed Hobbs and Shaw are with each other's dicks. Yeah, like definitely. they just, yeah, yeah. That's that's all of their their jokes and their digs at each other. It's either their size, their penises, their voices. It's it's very it's the same it's the same fight. They have the same fight. Yeah, that's why it just. I yeah. mean, Richard Roper was right. It's just like yeah, <laughs> it's like it's stunt banter, stunt banter. Oh my god, and it's always the same banter. Uh, like I said, Shaw was creating fake identities mm. for the three and they <laughs> attempt to fly to Moscow, but Hobbs runs into a bit of trouble and he's briefly mm-hmm. detained by the police there because Deckard gave him the alias Mike Oxmall. Mike Oxmall. Yeah. Mike yeah. Oxmall. <laughs> Fuck's sake. This uh, is like, that's a joke grown-up. from fucking like, like Porky's or something from the 80s. I mean, it's like, yeah. you know. It's my, fun. Is Mike Hunt here? It's like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, it's fun. All right. Well, they're on the plane. They're arguing with each other. Don't even remember what they're arguing about. They're just arguing. They're, they're arguing, arguing about Hattie because they were, yeah. you know. Because uh, he's stuffed in the sh- small, small ass seat. And shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're talking about, oh God, it's this gross sequence where the, the rock is like, if your sister wants to sleep with me, she can. Yeah. Just God. to the shop. Uh, and I'm just like. Eh. Um, <laughs> and then they start talking about the mission. And then the, the worst cameo in the whole movie yes. happens. Kevin uh, Hart appears as Air Marshal <laughs> Dinkley. Because <laughs> the boys have been making too much disturbances. And he's like. I caught you. I caught you. We all lawmen. We know what's up. I know what's up. He's like, I can do things for you. I'm in the sky. I see everything. And it's just like, dude, oh God, why is he in this film? And why is he not? Why is he intelligence? Like he's, he's in this scene and then he has to call back later in the fucking Samoa scene when they're just arriving. Jumanji promo, baby. That's what it is. It's Jumanji. It's central intelligence. What else has the rock and Kevin Hart done together? I feel like they do everything together. I don't care anymore. I've never liked Kevin Hart. Me neither. I think he just got jealous that Jason Statham was getting all the all the all his besties time. Yeah, you know, 
And now Ryan Reynolds is getting it. So he's going to appear yeah. in, in that film as well, probably. I, I don't get, I mean, it, it's the same joke, though, that he does with Kevin Hart as well that he's doing with Hobbs here. And that's why I think it's just kind of run its course. I'm sorry, yeah. he's done with Shaw here because it's like, oh, I'm big, you're, you're small. Tiny. It's like, yeah. Oh my God, I get it. Like, cool. Yeah. As a like, short person, <laughs> shut up. Um, As someone who's taller than The Rock, shut up. Like, yeah. Yeah. All um, right. All right. We get it. <laughs> um, I think Kevin Hart. I mean, Hart he's huge. He'll a, still make me look small yeah. because he's huge. But yeah. I think Kevin Hart is only a foot taller than me, if I remember correctly. He's That's, tiny. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's very small. All right. So. Professor Andrinko has been captured when uh, we it's revealed when they're, you know, trying to get to this Etion headquarters. Uh, he's being uh, shot at by Brixton with a flamethrower. <laughs> the oh, crew sorry, arrives yeah. in Moscow and they There's rendezvous that... with. Oh, uh, you... oh, yeah. With Isa Gonzalez. Yeah. Isa Gonzalez. A, it's Deckard's ex Margarita. Uh, yeah. who's the leader of this all-female crew of criminals that robs people's homes and basically they just help rearm them and that's that's basically it and that's it and they deliver hattie to oh brixton. yeah she delivers hattie to brixton and brixton's yeah. all like oh if you value your what, is she, what yeah, does he you, say like if you if if you value you know if, your if life, you cross basically. me if you yeah. cross me, I'll rip your heart. And she's like, Oh, oh if I, I don't if have I, one. If I had one, I'd care. I was like, So true. <laughs> Same. Same girl. I get you. Yeah. <laughs> There's a scene before uh, the, the, the flamethrower scene. I remember um, he asked this, he, he goes on this massive tangent of like the value of human life, you know, breaking humans down into their basic yeah. elements. And he's like, you know soil only costs this much iron only costs this much so the the uh, an average human boils down to i don't remember how many cents and i just thought that like man we get it humans are useless or worthless but we also made oreos so yeah uh, i don't we've done i don't need things. like i knew that before i watched this film so i don't need exactly to, i don't know, need Brixton. to get that Come on, explain it from a me. Fast and yeah. Furious movie. It's like a spin-off yeah. Fast and Furious movie at that. I mean, did they go to space in this? No. 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 But I also feel like <laughs> Brixton, I think Idris was giving it everything he got. And I think yeah, his stuff had the most like substance, if anything. Well, it had the most to substance as well, to the film. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like for sure. If he's gonna be this bad guy who's trying to unleash a super virus on humanity, you, I mean, you almost at this point have to have like a good reason to do it, and it, even if it comes no, down you to don't, the same though. stupid reason, like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you don't though. But I think like it gets to a point where like, oh, actually, like he seems pretty rational. He seems pretty smart, and then you get to the 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 scene after that, and you're kind of like, oh, his plot is the same as every other recent yeah. blockbuster well um, i think like it just feels like i want to see something new because i feel like every time you get somebody doing some stupid shit like this it's either a they want to watch the world burn it's joker you know they're just yeah i just i'm chaos and i just want to do whatever i don't give a fuck yeah and or that's almost Thanos. like cypher's vibe like yeah and, you know she, she just wants to cause trouble 
And then you got the Thanos of the world. Yeah, and then you got the Thanos, which is the yeah. like, oh, I've got a, I'm doing it for the greater good, and it's just like, okay, yeah, I have well, a responsibility to do this. And, you, and no, you don't. You Shut don't, up. Dude. No one yeah, cares. Like, like just let just the world sleep, play bro. out. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, the we coronavirus can, is coming. Yeah, we can try to do as much as we can while we're here to like, mm. you know, not end our fucking, I don't know, not end humanity like quicker than it should. You know, like maybe coming up with vaccines if we can, or maybe being better to the environment. But at the end of the day, like George Carlin said, once the world's done with this, it's just going to shake us off like a bad case of fleas. So it's like, yeah, it's, yeah, you know, but just it's also like, out. watch it's a movie. not our place, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's not, it's not anybody's place. Just roll yeah. with it, you know. God, we're getting deep on literally. The, the, <laughs> like I said, it's not even shallow. <laughs> it's not even shallow. It's not even deep. It is a it is a piece of dry wood. It's very yeah. smooth. smooth. A plywood, yeah. Smooth very brains. smooth. It's sanded down. It's painted over, flattened, speckled, all of that. Yeah. They infiltrate this building, this Etion building. And it's another big fuck off action scene that was ruined by <sighs> the trailer. Hallways. Because <laughs> we got the double corridor scene, yeah, uh, which was apparently created on a on a cocktail napkin by co co writer Drew Pierce while he was Ooh. on a flight to London. I guess maybe before they were shooting, he was trying to come up with a really fun idea yeah. that he could do. And I mean, we could talk about. I mean that that scene's pretty silly. It got ruined with the yeah, trailer. Yeah, I really sure. liked it. Um, but it's fun. Like they're fighting through a corridor and. They're Wayne. not taking their job seriously at yeah. all. Like the fate of the world is in their hands and they're just having a dick measuring yeah. contest. It's very fun. Like, Dwayne just kind of gets through pretty easily and he's taking his time. Yeah, he just has to fight one big guy. Yeah. Whereas Shaw Shaw has uh, to go yeah, through tons of guys. Tons of guys. <laughs> and that, that scene where he has to get there, like the at the end of it, they have to synchronize. I oh yeah, know, the the these hand guys print or the face print. The or hand print or the face print of yeah. these people so they could open the doors and Shaw yeah. doesn't get the right face. So he just keeps <laughs> yeah. smacking these people into the wall. Yeah, and, and when they do get them. the doors, yeah, and when he they do get to open the doors, Brixton is there waiting for them. Just yeah. like I knew you were coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they get captured and then they're tortured with electric shocks until they, you know, basically kind of like join me, I'm gonna keep shocking you. Yeah. And uh, after the third or fourth shock, you're probably going to die. Yeah. <laughs> this is where I had no sympathy for Hobbs whatsoever. Like, yeah. I was like, Brixton, do whatever you want. Shaw, sh- do whatever you want. Just because, like, he could have just stopped talking, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the, the clear difference between, I think, how uh, what American people find funny and what British people find funny in that scene is really, really apparent. Yeah. And, really funny to watch but also kind of just like he was right you could have shut up and you would have gone four shocks instead of five yeah Um, yeah yeah. but i really liked it just in that scene i thought he was really really good he he, his whole thing of like yeah i'm black superman Mm. and you know capitalism is a problem but also everybody else is the problem but i'm just like (laughs) you were so close bro so close (laughs) we could have radicalized people through Hobbs and Shaw but of course you wouldn't. Um, Hobbs and Shaw anyway. they joke about who they're gonna get to beat up um, yeah. to get out and then Hattie arrives and distracts as Andrico blasts Brixton with the flamethrower 
they manage to retrieve the and device as yeah. they uh, as they escape. But Andrinko is unfortunately killed. Killed. Um, there's a big crazy car chase sequence through uh, through this nuclear facility. Big trucks and big fucking cars and also all sorts of stupid fucking motorcycles, drones, motorcycles, stupid motorcycles, all sorts of shit going around. Uh, yeah. Hattie does that crazy thing where she jumps from Shaw's car and she lands. Oh like, yeah. In She's Rock's awesome. lap. Very sexy. Uh, yeah. of course. <laughs> very, yeah. Very also very just like, ugh, come on. But Hattie gets some really good moments yeah. in that whole sequence. Like when she starts climbing over, um, whatever the hell the, the little labs, little hangers and then into, mm-hmm. into the trucks. That was pretty cool. Yeah, but yeah, her landing in the rock slap. Of yeah, like, it's stop like trying to make this happen. It's not they keep gonna doing happen. like one step forward, two steps back with Hattie because mm-hmm. it's like she's cool and she does a lot of cool shit, but then she is like she just kind of becomes like the she's either the rocks girl or you know the sister. Yeah, which yeah, and it's just like and it you know it sucks when she's perceived to be this badass, but then she yeah, like I said, just they make yeah. her damsel in distress. Absolutely. Yeah. And she's like, all right, cool, whatever. Yeah, so <laughs> she starts driving the big truck, and then uh, Hobbs and Shaw are in the back of the, the truck, and they're just fighting Brixton. Mm-hmm. They, and they're getting their asses kicked because they can't learn to work together. And then yeah. Brixton uh, basically is knocked off by some falling debris from a falling building, allowing them all to escape. In this chaos, it turns out that the extraction machine broke. broke. Yeah. So... The three argue, and they decide they need to get off the grid to fix it. So, time to go to Hobbs' homeland because mm-hmm. hey, this is all about family. We have the big yes, like you know, Hattie's. Vin Diesel and- doesn't have a monopoly on family. By the way, <laughs> he doesn't. In this as much franchise. as much as a meme might like you know lead yeah. you to believe, um, which he probably appreciated because he's so all about family. He loves that this film is all about family, uh, <laughs> in true in true nature to the franchise. Because Hattie's like, oh, you should just kill me. I should just be dead. And then it be over. And then he's like, no, nah, you're my sister. I gotta <laughs> save you. And then they they get inspired and they go to Samoa. So, yeah. With the help of Kevin Hart. <laughs> yeah, goddamn. Like, I could like, have done without that. We could have just, just like, like said, yeah, like, oh, we need to thank Dinkley for this. Like, and cool, done. I don't need to have a phone conversation yeah. with him while he's yeah. like, but then also, if, stuff. if they like, did oh. that, like, I wouldn't have remembered who Dinkley was. So true, true. I mean, the little guy, the little guy, it's a little Dinkley, you know? Yeah, or, the, yeah, they could have had Ryan Reynolds be the, the guy that gets it. It could have been, could've yeah, had, it could have been anybody. It could have been his daughter or, yeah. or whoever, yeah. Like, could have been Mr. Nobody. Or, you know, been they've Mr. already nobody, dropped his yeah. name. Everybody will know who that is. You don't even need to show him. Uh, all right, so they visit Hobbs' estranged brother, Jonah, played by Cliff Curtis. Woo! Whoa, good stuff. Who is a mechanic and a computer genius. And they try to get yeah him convenient that his brother <laughs> can fix this machine. Yeah, it yeah. makes no sense, but whatever. It makes no sense. Roman Reigns can yeah. do it, so yeah. Jonah refuses, and it's a really tense moment until Hobbs' mother, play uh, his mother Safina, played by mm-hmm. Lori Pelanese Tusano, persuades them to work together, and basically they just get a big army of Samoans. Uh, arrive basically the whole island to come yeah. join them. So Dwayne's mother in real life, Atta Johnson, really wanted to be in this film. 
She's uh, the daughter of High Chief Peter Maivia, who is mm-hmm. a famous pro wrestler. She met Soul Man Rocky Johnson. They got married. They had little Dwayne. And so, yeah, he's like a third generation wrestler. But yeah, she's great. She appears in WWE a lot uh, just to talk about her family and stuff. And she's very proud of everything. And she wanted to be in this film really bad. And she kept asking and kept bugging him. And uh, he was just like, no, but you're my mom in real life. And then she's just like, yeah, but I can act too. <laughs> and unfortunately, he didn't let her in the film. I don't know why. Oh. But anyway, the role went to Lori Pelanese Tusano, who is actually six days younger than Dwayne Johnson in real life, apparently. So what? <laughs> yeah, they made her look old. She doesn't look that old at all in real life, which is nuts. I'm shaking. Wow. Of course, we've already dropped his name a couple times as well. Uh, Dwayne's cousin, WWE superstar, yeah. Roman Reigns, a.k.a. Yeah. Joe Anawaii. He plays one of Luke Hobbs' brothers, Mateo. Mm. He was actually recovering from leukemia during this time. Wow. He had leukemia back in the past, uh, and then he got over it, and then he was basically on top of the wrestling world. Like, uh, finally started to, like, get over that. Like, hey, you're Rock's cousin, and that's the only reason why you're getting getting like you know a push and everything yeah, and it's yeah. like you know they're shoving you down our throats he started to overcome all that and then yeah unfortunately had to leave wrestling for a bit because he got leukemia again and uh mm. yeah so he at during the time of this was dealing with that but he auditioned yeah. for the part on his own awesome. without Dwayne knowing and Dwayne didn't know until he was very far along in the process and they were going to cast him in yeah. this role so luckily there was no nepotism involved um unless if that's just a good spin story anyway <laughs> good to, to see him the, yeah great to see him he, yeah I, I was watching the honest trailers for Hobbs and shaw and i think that the trailer guy was just like does roman reigns have a vest clause in every movie he's <laughs> and i'm like oh my god <laughs> he is always wearing sleeveless vests yeah in any appearance that's like not wrestling <laughs> and i think that's really funny yeah um, i mean even wrestling yeah. he wears like you know that's true stupid vest although i think he's maybe stopped now because he's come back and he's like become super hill like super bad guy which is uh mm. and that's been great like he's basically done he's what awesome. the he's done what the rock yeah. did like where everybody was sick of him because he was getting shoved down their throats just because of his family name turned bad yeah. guy and became awesome so yeah he's yeah great. so we'll see him in 20 years doing yeah. the inevitable fast and furious reboot reboot <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> playing vin diesel's character or something uh <laughs> vin diesel he's He's going to play Tyrese. Um, And then Tyrese will never live that down. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) He's just the old man on, on like TikTok making videos. It's like, dude, no one uses TikTok anymore. Good. I hope. This makeshift Samoan battalion prepares for Etion's arrival, setting up a variety of traps around the island. Jonah successfully uh, repairs the device and starts the virus extraction just as Brixton and his army arrive. In the ensuing battle, all of Brixton's soldiers are defeated, whereas the Samoans suffer minimal casualties. They have such an awesome sequence. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. From from when, because I think the battle is like 
as the sun is about to rise so it starts mm-hmm. off really dark and they have like their um their their whole like introductory sequence and then the choppers arrive and the sun starts to rise and all the molotovs are being thrown and all yeah. the cars are swerving and then hattie hattie does she get kidnapped does this happen here i think she does I yeah i remember yeah, yeah. She's like she like took the machine and it's extracting and she's like yeah. out in the field fighting to it. I'm like, girl. Yeah. Brixton recaptures yeah. her in yeah. the helicopter. And then and then yeah, they they, they do an Avengers. Um, yeah. They bring <laughs> <laughs> Or they they, they, the- they do a big crazy, you know, Justin Lin set piece where they all yeah. bring bring down the a chain um, of cars. The <laughs> yeah. A train of cars yeah. to bring down one chopper, which ultimately yeah. is just Dwayne Johnson connecting his arm to a chain and his arm to the chopper and bringing it down. We get it. Himself. It's like a penis it's extension. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It's his wang. Chris Morgan uh, said these sequences were the toughest to film. He said, I would say looking at the sequence in Samoa, the defense of the Hobbs family compound, you start with the Steve Atal fight, uh, the ancient yeah. weapons battle against mercenaries. And that is at night going into dawn. That is close quarters combat with ancient weapons, vehicles that are blowing up buildings, helicopter coming in. Uh, that alone is a big set piece. Then you got Jason and Dwayne getting in onto that Peterbilt truck and now chasing after the helicopter and trying to stop it. And you get all the brothers trucks coming in and they use this kind awesome. of tug of war between the yeah. helicopter and the line of trucks to weigh it uh weigh it down along the cliffside, then they tumble down a hill and now you get your final fight against your villain. It is a lot. It is a lot. It takes <laughs> well, you wrote a lot it. to get there. Yeah. <laughs> like you're the one that came up with that dude. Uh, it's that thing of like individually if those set pieces were to have occurred with more time between them or, you know, under completely different circumstances, they would have been awesome on their own. Yeah. But like side by side, it was a lot. And yeah, yeah. it was like, it took too long to get there. But I also really appreciate, like, all the different kinds of action that they showed. Like, yeah, you got your close quarters combat, and then you got your obligatory weird car shit. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then you finally the get, yeah, it's yeah. the contractually obligated weird yeah. car shit. And then you get the contractually obligated fight where, you know, because of The Rock's very fragile um, masculinity, allegedly, they can't land a certain number of punches on his face, or Statham can't either. They have to take an equal amount, which worked out really well for the ending fight because (laughs) the only way to defeat this robot with contact lens Jarvis eyes is if you attack him at the same time with two people um surely (laughs) many surely the the mi6 agents in the beginning of the film tried to do that um but only Hobbs and shaw are successful they beat him like you beat a video game villain you know it's like yeah they beat him with and then you jump over and then you hit him on the back it's teamwork it's like He's, you take a punch, he, I'll land one. That's the yeah. whole thing that they said. He's defenseless right? like, at that point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Uh, yeah. So yeah, working together, Hobson Shaw, they defeat they Brixton. Defeat Brixton. Yeah. After the super soldier meets his defeat, the director of Etion, 
deems that Brixton is not worthy of serving in the organization and thus orders the kill switch. As his body shuts down, Brixton collapses, leading to his watery death. Maybe. We don't know. Death. Air quotes. And I mean, does anyone ever really die? Exactly. (laughs) Han is still alive. Giselle's dead for good reason, I guess. I don't know. Um, She went into a plane engine. That must have been tough. But Mm -hmm. Brixton, I I feel like with the sequel coming up, because I think they're going to do one, it's. in grand fast and furious tradition which vin also doesn't have a monopoly on where bad guys become good like i would like to see shaw and brixton team up to fight another villain named after a part of southwest london um Mm -hmm. they're gonna fight stockwell in the next one um and it'll be grand okay i've got Um, it Uh, i've got an idea for him uh mm -hmm. you know jonah or or just some like you know some someone like kid or something's out fishing and they just see this body of like brixton floating yeah and they like pull him up and they realize he's alive jonah and saves they his take life. him yeah. yeah and they take him to jonah and jonah like reconfigures his computer chips or whatever yeah. and just like saves him and uh then he becomes he becomes good and he pro reprograms him it's like android 16 yeah. from dragon ball um just yeah. reprograms him until he's good takes the bomb out whatever <laughs> he takes the he takes the kill switch out and, yeah. and brixton has an epiphany um yeah. and, and, and they meet jacob toretto um, yeah i don't know it'll oh gosh um, well afterwards yeah, we, we, we really <laughs> yeah afterwards the director transmits through the helicopter that is crashed down on the ground uh, openly talks to Hobbs and Shaw and Hattie and declares that they are on his radar and that he has a history with Hobbs. He ha- he then hangs up after declaring war on them and then we get basically celebrations in credits. Yep. Uh, yep. In the mid and post credit scenes, Hobbs brings his daughter to meet their extended family in Samoa and Deckard and Hattie are implied to bust their mother out of, prison, out of prison. Awesome. Um, which... They may or may not do. I don't know. And I mean, she's not in, in the next film. So. And <laughs> Hobbs receives a call from Agent Locke informing him that he'd broken into a facility and discovered yep. another virus worse than the snowflake virus. It's called the woke virus. Um, <laughs> Hobbs also. <laughs> It was it was right there. It was right there. If you hadn't done it, I would have done it. And um, at the very end, Hobbs also secretly has the London police set on Deckard, who's living in a pub. And in retaliation for the Mike Oxmall prank, uh, Hobbs has told police that Deckard's name is Hugh Janus. Yeah, Hugh Janus. Hugh Janus. Hugh Janus. So mature, you guys. It's like- <laughs> And the, what what is he gonna call Hattie? Amanda hug and kiss. It's very yeah. Bart Simpson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh God. All right. Well, principal of photography on this piece of shit began on <laughs> September the tenth of twenty eighteen in London. Oh my God! My birthday week. Oh my God! That was shooting in London. <laughs> oh man, you were going nuts. What were you doing in twenty eighteen? I was doing stand up. I went. I did a gig on my birthday. I don't know if you were there, but I remember oh, no. it was it was my 20th, and we went to Two North Down, and I did a show. Oh, cool. Um, so man, they were shooting Hobbs and Shaw. 
Anyway. <laughs> I always get like that. I always find out that whenever the the when I was living in London between the times I did live in London, they were always shooting Fast and Furious film and I had no idea. Yeah. Which is Well, The Rock joined two weeks after because he had had to finish rapping on Jungle Cruise. Oh, Jungle Cruise. Which still hasn't come out. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I kind of don't want to see it. I don't point. either. It looks stupid as fuck. It looked dumb. I hear like... Jesse Plemons is really good, as he is in everything. I mean, he's just great. Fat Damon yeah. is great. But... <laughs> Meth Damon. Uh... I I don't know. Like, I... I, uh, I saw that trailer... Like two years ago, before the pandemic, and I thought it looked dumb. It looked like fucking Jumanji, like another Jumanji film. Yeah. Um, Jumanji, Jumanji on a boat. And Rampage. Yeah. On a boat. Yeah. yeah. And then I forgot about it. I forgot it didn't come out. And then I saw Fast Nine, and the trailer for it came before Fast Nine, and I was just like, "So many films are like Jungle that. Cruise is still not out. <laughs> Jung- Jungle Cruise, No Time to Die, The Three Five Five. What else?" Just a bunch of films that I saw the trailers for. Yeah. It's like, how is this not out yet? Of course, they also shot in Glasgow, as I mentioned, Mm -hmm. because Jesus Christ, they just didn't even bother to make it look like London. As well as the Eggborough Power Station in North Yorkshire, which I guess doubled as Chernobyl. Mm -hmm. And then the Hawaiian Islands of Kauai as a stand-in for Samoa. So didn't even go to Samoa. The fuck, Rod? Come on. All right. Let's get into the music. Different person doing the music this time. We have David Leach. Uh, he hired his frequent collaborator, Tyler Bates, to do the score for the film, which basically was a very guitar-heavy yeah. spy action score. I mean, it's yeah. it's okay. It is what it is. It's Nothing okay. Really I didn't even notice out. it. So. <laughs> yeah, just a bit of like that. Down, down. Down, down, down. Like, that's, that's basically... Yeah. The score and then and then it just also recorded his rap song yep so for right. the soundtrack the first single for the soundtrack was uh getting started by aloe black and yeah jid or jid i'm not sure he says his, i don't know um and yeah we had also another aloe black song with ag called i'm coming home which is all right this soundtrack's okay uh, and yeah. the Idris Elba song probably is one of the cooler things on it. It's, yeah, uh, it's actually, I really like it. It was just like, took me out. Yeah, he produced the track apparently. Yeah, yeah. Featuring Cypress Hills Be Real, and it's yeah. titled Even If I Die. They did another like sort of remix of it uh, on the soundtrack as well, so it's kind of yeah. two versions. Uh, and then we have Next Level by Ashton Wilde. Uh, we have Time in a Bottle by Youngblood. And we have All Roads Lead Home by Ohana Bam and Token. Okay, soundtrack. I was listening to it last night while I was prepping this. Um, it's okay. I remember a it's couple okay. of the songs. They're okay. Like, I think it's just like, I don't listen to much modern music. So none of this really like... Uh, stood out to me as stuff that I remembered or knew or know any of the people. <laughs> but I knew the, I knew they had a young cool. blood song. The Idris yeah. Elba song. The only reason it took me out so much was because that song happened to play during his major chase scene. Yeah. Like the first yeah. time him and he wrapped his own the fucking, show. Yeah. yeah. And I was, he's on he's on scene. I was like, oh my god, that's 
Oh my god, that's such but a that's beautiful. that's so Fast and Furious though. That is so yeah. It's it's again, Vin Diesel does not have a monopoly on that. Yeah. I mean, Ja Rule did it, Ludacris did it, like yeah. You know why not? Um, why not? <laughs> exactly. I'm so glad Iggy Azalea didn't get one. Um, yeah, God. Uh, something, but yeah, it's it's a long-standing Fast and Furious tradition. Yeah. Um, and it's actually a pretty sick track. So that was cool. It was just like, God, this is so funny. Because you hear his voice and you're like, are you on the bike? <laughs> yeah. There's no denying yeah. that it's his voice because it's like very it's, that sort of rapper British, like, you know, distinctly accent, you know, voice. it's like distinctly his voice. Uh, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw premiered in July of 2019, getting its full release in August of 2019 and grossed $174 million in the United States and Canada and an additional $586.6 million in other territories for a worldwide total of $760.6 million. The film had mixed reviews. But, you know, the only review that really matters is that of Tyrese. Mr. Tyrese. Because, yeah. oh my God, Beef Wash must resume yeah. as promised. So, Ariane, what did uh, Tyrese have to say oh, Tyrese. <laughs> after the film? So, I remember distinctively seeing I didn't see him post it when it came out but I, I remember the shade room like reposting it because I think by that point Tyrese had deleted the post and it was like a screenshot Tyrese had posted a screenshot of an article that said like what was it yeah Hobbs and Shaw has lowest Fast and Furious opening at the box office since Tokyo Drift and I was like <laughs> <laughs> um and it's it's this the, the caption was super funny. Um, it was like, uh, I have to show my respects for one thing. He tried. Folks called me a <laughs> hater and attacked me for speaking out. Breaking up the family clearly doesn't have the value that one would assume it does. You know what? Maybe, just maybe, The Rock and the crew. Um, and then, and then yeah, the beef was squashed later on for PR reasons. Because I think Tyrese did get in trouble for that one. Yeah. I think mainly because that article was slightly misleading as well. Yeah, like, I don't no, know for if sure. it was even true. Yeah, <laughs> but, no, exactly. Like he yeah. didn't even like like you couldn't even see where the article came from. Like you could only see yeah the the headline. Um, yeah, it, it's it's really funny. The accusation that like it's splitting up the family um, is so funny to me. Yeah. Like, Tokyo Drift counts as splitting up the family. Yeah, yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that what would be like, good. He didn't say anything about that. Exactly. Like, Dwayne Johnson basically responded, you know, in the most Dwayne Johnson way. The best way to shut the mouth of a clown is to flex with success and a smile. And that was on his Twitter to celebrate Hobbs and Shaw cracking number one in his first weekend. So, I mean, like... Yeah, Hobson Scholl didn't do as, as well, well as, the yeah. as the others, but it did break the num- it did break the top yeah. ten in 2019. So it's like it did really well. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they were hoping it was going to do a billion, but I mean, 
week. It's I mean, a lot to ask it for. It's tough. like a yeah. completely it, different movie, you know. For sure. And like what Endgame had only been out for a couple months. Yeah. And was and still playing that in July. Like like six billion dollars or six, something. Whatever they're doing. Yes. <laughs> like how many ever billion it, it made. Yeah. Um, for every for every person on the planet. Um, yeah, it made at least a dollar. At least a dollar. God, we yeah. really do share the same brain cells sometimes. So we do. Exactly. It's like yeah. six we, do. we share one brain cell between Jonathan and I. Phil is yeah. the other brain cell. Yeah. Um, we'll be here season two. We'll be here season two. But that's the whole thing with, with again, this franchise, this film. Who needs brain cells? Uh, yeah. the, the brain cells that we have watching this film were the ones that Hattie injected into her palm. Mm-hmm. Those three capsules, those are my brain cells. That's Just wait until we get to season two. I mean, they're going to be rotten yeah. and, and yeah, eating. Yeah. No brains at all. <laughs> no brains. No brains. No brains. Um, brains. Um, but yeah. Gosh. Some good, uh, is... good teases there. Good teases there, but we'll find out actually next week. So yeah, um, we're one episode. Oh my god, that's wild! Jesus Christ! All right, Arian, there was something I promised Mm -hmm. at the very beginning that I wasn't really sure uh, if you've heard about, but I didn't know about it until I was doing the prep for this. But there was a lawsuit in uh, October of 2018 with our longtime Fast and Furious producer Neil H. Moritz. Filed a lawsuit against Universal Pictures for breach of oral contract and committing promissory fraud after the distributor removed him as lead producer on Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, I did not know that was going on. So in May of 2019, it was revealed that Universal had dropped Moritz from all future Fast and Furious installments. And his lawsuit was settled in September 2020. (laughs) Bring <laughs> Daramont. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I was oh, like, man. it's giving, it's giving Daramont lawsuits. Yeah, yeah, which were only can... settled like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, um, something else can kind of slightly tie in to yeah, yeah the tease. season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean that's crazy. He's still Yikes. listed as a producer for Fast Nine, so maybe because they were already made, it was already you know basically made. The family split. You know? But yeah, that's a just like pretty Tyrese crazy said. thing. So <laughs> potentially, a, uh, New Age Moritz might be completely done with the series. With yeah, wow. so a bit crazy. Yeah, well, like you said, there's a sequel in the works. Uh, they they have they have said Rock has said it. Uh, I think Seven Bucks is going to be back producing it, basically. Um, so there's and Chris Morgan, I think, is going to write it again. So yeah, there's. The whole team for the Hobbs and Shaw crew are going to be back together. We'll see. I mean, they basically let it be a big tease that there's going to be more with the whole ending of this uh, with yeah. the Etion director. That's not done. So, uh, And also, if it's going to be another virus, I mean, I don't know if I care if it's a virus. I mean, you've done it already. Do something else. I can't but take whatever. another virus movie. <laughs> Get yeah. inventive with it. Yeah, like- Jesus Christ. Maybe it'd be in poor taste after literally the world going through a virus like what a fast months and after this shit thing. when it was done. What a Fast and Furious thing to do if they did though. Just like, yeah, we, we're just going through a pandemic, but here's a movie about a pandemic. That's like, it's very on brand for them, <laughs> I think, specifically Hobbs and Shaw. I would actually really like to see 
more of like the new characters they introduce. Like I kind of want it to be Hattie and those hot girls that Asa Gonzalez was leading, or mm-hmm. m- maybe like all the other different. Yeah, more more Mister Nobody. Maybe I think he'd yeah. be really good. He needs a whole in, film, in, like, a like he. Yeah, he's. God, they're Jesus. good. I feel so I'm so scared they're gonna do it. I'm so scared that they're gonna do it because I like Kurt Russell in these films. Don't yeah. get me wrong, I adore him in these films, but I don't know if I can take an entire Mister Nobody origin story. You know, like, like yeah. I like that he just shows up and he's mysterious or whatever. I don't know if I can take like a film with him bossing around Scott Eastwood without the others like that being there. Yeah, I don't know. Something we didn't really talk about was the whole Etion director just being a voice in general of the fact oh, yeah, that they yeah. never really they never really did uh explain who it was. Yeah, or um, what Etion was yeah, other they, than being a death cult. Yeah. Uh, and they purposely did that, I think, to leave it ambiguous so geez, that they yeah. could uh do whatever they want to, which I guess is kind of smart in some ways. You don't want to write yourself in a corner. Because um, sure. you can do just enough to kind of be like, oh, this is Etion, and then you can just kind of like get out of it. But I mean, it's kind of interesting to see where they'll go with it if they'll put an actual person there. Maybe it will be Keanu. Maybe it'll be a character we already know. Who knows? Um, Maybe it'll be Priyanka Chopra. Um... <laughs> but I am curious to see how it'll cross over into the main timeline if they decide to do if that. If they're going to do that at all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I think is really funny that like, you have, you know, all the stuff that Mr. Nobody and the and, and the familia have to deal with. Yeah. And then Etienne is just there in the shadows. Like it's 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 very like that whole thing with again Avengers movies where one character gets their solo film and they have to they have to deal with this whole thing, but none of the others are there, even though their thing is like world ending or life yeah. threatening yeah yeah, yeah. like where like, is everyone that's exactly yeah. exactly that's exactly <laughs> what what this Hobbs and Shaw spinoff is absolutely like. yeah. yeah it's like this type of thing that like Hobbs like would have called his family for yeah you know but now like he did call his family he called at the end he called his family yeah <laughs> not his family you know yeah it's not, not this kind familia, of job. but like yeah. it's not that's that's um yeah no coronas here but there's yeah. also like if Mr. Nobody was involved to like be able to get in touch with Jason Statham, you would have thought he probably would have gotten in touch with Dom and Dom, all, yeah. all that crew as well. So it's exactly. like a lot of things don't really make sense. But whatever. It is yeah. what it is. Uh, it is, what it is. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're wrapping up here. I think like normally we would uh, rank these films, but Ariana and I decided seeing it as a side mission technically uh, in its own uh, in its own way that uh, we will forgo the rankings uh, unless you want to rank uh, side missions um, but I'm going to go ahead and say better luck tomorrow is, uh, is greater greater yeah, than, of uh, course control. So, for sure um, but if I had to throw Hobbs and Shaw if you guys get upset with that um, I'd put it just above Fate of the Furious in my opinion <laughs> oh wow okay <laughs> Tokyo Drift was more fun I think like Tokyo I Drift said, is way more fun I think yeah, Tokyo I just, Drift has actually bumped up in my list yeah I'm gonna watch it before we do the the final final because we're gonna we'll we'll do next week we're, our final episode of season one is gonna be here. Uh, we're gonna do Fast and Furious Nine. Long awaited. It's finally here. Yeah. Uh, it's been out 
by the time this episode goes out, it'll have been out for a couple months anyway. But anyway, yeah. we're, we're here. We're finally at the final episode of season one. But on the same day, we're going to drop a little recap for yeah. the whole season. And, yeah, a little, uh, a little also, season one throwback. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll also be talking about what you can expect in season two in that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But we'll do our final rankings. And before that, I'll try to watch Tokyo Drift again because I keep talking about it all the way through. I, I rewatched, I I feel rewatched like I need to rewatch Tokyo it. Drift. I rewatched Tokyo Drift and Too Fast and Furious just the other day. Because <laughs> I, I just. Put Maybe it on. I just need to watch the first three. I need to pull a. Uh, Felix Gonzalez Jr. And, I felt uh, cleansed when I watched <laughs> Too Fast Too Furious again. You have no idea. I was like, yeah. the second Devin Aoki stepped on in her reverse chaps and her pink car, I was like, I'm home. I've been re- reborn and re-anointed. And Tokyo Drift was super fun, too. Yeah. Um, I think the reason we didn't like Tokyo Drift, at least between the two of us, is because we don't like Lucas Black or Bow Wow. Yeah. It's hard, <laughs> it's hard to like them, too. Um, yeah. But... Like a lot of the aesthetic around everything is kind of fun. It's fun. So it's it's super like, cool. I would put yeah. Hobbs and Shaw. Well, I agree with the below Tokyo Drift, above uh, Fate of the Furious, but I think it's much more fun than like fast, like the fourth one, in my opinion. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a lot more fun than that, and I really have a soft spot for your for Fast Six and Five. I need to I need to see this again, but I need to see it on the big screen. Yeah. <laughs> if that will ever happen, which I don't think yeah. it will. Um I, I got I really know. lucky. But um, I yeah, I just feel like I'd enjoy it more on a big fucking screen and yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it was that day. Well whatever. These aren't official rankings, guys, so yeah. don't take what I say seriously. Um but yeah, next week we're gonna be back. <laughs> we'll be back. We will be back. A big big episode to close off season one of franchise mm-hmm. plus our recap of everything that we've been doing this whole entire time um i'm ready for it are you ready for it Ariane? i'm it's so ready culminating as always you can follow us at breadcrumbs pod on twitter and instagram and you can learn more about the breadcrumbs collective at breadcrumbscollective.com Feel free to reach out and let us know what you think about the show. And as always, if you like what you hear, please subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave a rating and review over at Apple Podcasts. It really does help us out. And we would love to grow the show. We would love to do a season two for you guys. Um, And a season three and a four and five. So we'll keep. We'll definitely do a season two, but we'll see. We'll definitely do a season two, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. Like the future depends. It's the exactly you guys because you know, yeah if you enjoy like, this please let us this, know let us know um, we'll keep going we'll keep going we, we like hearing from you we love validation etc etc yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> well like we said next week it is fast nine so stay Ooh. tuned buckle in uh rocket your ships to space holy shit it's yeah it's bring duct get, tape it's gonna get real bring lots and, and lots of duct tape and invincible um mm. Rocket like rocket fuel. Love it. All right, guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged in Coppola Connections, A Drip Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, 
leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.